Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lock Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO, the show that brings you the most fascinating people and the wisest advisors in the business community from around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, the Hieronymus Bosch of business. And did you ever ask yourself, can I have the best of both worlds? I mean, isn't there some way I could blend all this serious striving to, to put myself up top uh, of, of, in my field and at the same time uh, have fun with all the, the parties and the high life and things that glitter along Manhattan's aisle? Well, if you are Sharon Mann, a top recruiter, the answer is a loud and laughing, you bet your life you can. <laughs> As head of Mann Consulting, Sharon has won all kinds of awards and uh, from the Dragon the Law Dragon Top 100, that makes her one of the top uh, 100 consultants on this terrestrial plane, my friend, yes. And at the same time, she wins entrepreneurial awards, and she also is the one that when a global 500 company wants a top talent individual, regardless of what that individual is working on or for whom or what uh, she's being paid, they call Sharon. And so here is my question. How do you, in your field, get to the top, and how can you make yourself known and get those, get your deeds, just uh, known in the eyes of people who count? And at this point, we are very uh, so we're very lucky to have Sharon with us. So whether you are an exquisitely diligent prognosticator of political outcomes with the news services hanging on your every words, like Vikram, or you're a savvy, commonsensical financial advisor who knows how to manage uh, other folks' money like Dan, this is going to be a fun one, my friends. So pull up your chair a little closer, join our Feast of Wisdom, all carefully cuisined to make your career thrive and your ventures flourish. Sharon, I'm so glad that you could come back on our show again today. Oh, it's always a pleasure. Oh, so good that's to be here. good. And I, now, you have been, um, as, as I said when we were talking earlier, I, I literally cannot keep up with all your achievements. First of all, um, there's a couple of, I want people to get to know you so they can sort of get the feel of how you do what you do. So, first of all, you have been uh, honored as, by Law Dragon's Top 100 Consultants. Could you tell us about that? What does that mean? Well, I, I have been very uh, honored to be included on the Law Dragons 100 leading uh, legal consultant list. And it's just a composite of the 100 top legal consultants and recruiters and technology gurus in the world. Uh, and what's wonderful about being included on this list is that it comes out um, sporadically when they feel that there's an update needed. The last list came mm. out eight years ago, so I'm very happy that I was included on this year's list. Wow, so they really, 
only choose when there's people worth choosing is what you're saying. Yes, That's and, and, great. and people who have been innovators as of late. So it's a, it's a great uh, great list with wonderful people. I'm, I'm very honored to be on that list with uh, some fabulous professionals. Oh, and you also, you, you were just noted as uh, one of the, I believe it is New Jersey's top 25 leading women entrepreneurs. Uh, and uh, tell us about that. Yes, what a, what a great honor. Uh, I grew up in New Jersey. I do a lot of work. <laughs> Uh, both philanthropic events as well as professional endeavors here in the state. And I was very flattered that I found out I was included as one of the top 25 leading women entrepreneurs. Uh, what a great, great uh, list of women on that list as well, uh, some of the top in the state, uh, and just, uh, just a, a great uh, circle to be in. Well, uh, it's one, and, and I'm sure they're feeling the same way about being connected to you because uh, – Ladies and gentlemen, this is a woman who uh, takes the podium with Dionne Warwick uh, and many uh, top people. She is uh, with Mount Sinai Hospital, has started What a Wonderful World Gala, which she's put together for that hospital. And the whole point is that Sharon is doing something publicly and contributing it and having a lot of fun. And uh, it's not it's not something that is very easy to uh, to do, but it looks all light and floating on top. So, uh, <laughs> with that sort of brief, uh, so Sharon, basically, in your uh, in your day when you are sitting in man consulting, how uh, and you see an event come up, how do you go about finding a top person? Um, a company comes along and they say to you, Sharon, uh, we we want a, a top person to head our legal services. How how do you go about beginning a search for such a person? Well, Bart, initially a lot of the top you know candidates are listed, and you know they're very well known. I think the trick is just trying to engage that professional to see if you could, uh, I guess, entice them with a, a favorable. Um, platform other than where they are and the difficulty sometimes is that these people they're the top in their field so you really have to sweeten the deal to have a top professional leave one platform to go to another and there's little tricks that we have along the way to do it and what I mean by tricks is that there are ways to engage these type of top level individuals Okay, now hang on with that because hang on to that thought because we are going to find out what some of those tricks are and we're going to find out how you can also have an awful lot of fun on your way to bringing these people over to your side. And with that brief and tempting notch at today's Feast of Wisdom, allow me, before we continue, to fill my duties as proper host and lay before you a few utensils for furthering today's feast. And the first utensil, uh, as I always do, please allow me to remind each person hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with, uh, with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, please allow me to ask, will this day, above all days, be the days that you see yourself not as a voter, but as an elector, as a person who forms the government that is coming up around you, and and realize how much they are your servants and how much you, with a single letter, can affect change? Or will you just sort of 
shrug your shoulders, toss on a ballot and say, oh, well, I'm voting for the evil two lessers and let it go at that. The choice, my friend, is truly yours, how much power you take. Excuse my preaching. I'm sorry. But as a second utensil, let's break away and let's steep our lips in a little laughter. We're going to take a scriptural... um, recitation, yes, from the 102 Best Business Squibs book, and I'm pulling it out. Okay, okay, here's number 30. If in your eyes, clothes and cash make the man, you either need new eyes or you need a better man. And as an afterthought, all of us really make, you know, initial surface judgments. You do, Sharon, I do. But the, the real key here is not to let the estimation rest there. And so I think to yourself, have you created a dependable due diligence process for assessing others? Just a thought. And if you smirked a bit at that quip, uh, we have them literally by the books full. Just visit bartsbooks.com, that's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com, and pick up your copy of 102 Best Business Quips, and you are going to have a whole new arsenal filled with agile elements that are going to relieve the chain gang at work and uh, give everyone a little bit of a laugh. And as a third utensil, I think perhaps we should appropriately entitle this the luxury ladle based on what we're doing today, we proffer you the answer to last week's business quotations. And that is, the name of the author who noted, I love this, always borrow money from a pessimist. He'll never expect it back. Uh, was the, Those words came from Ireland's iconoclastic poet and playwright, uh, uh, a man who is rich in life and very poor in cash, Mr. Oscar Wilde. So stick with us because later on, blurting your way, is going to come another enriching quotation. And if you are among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, just scribble that name down as you believe him or her to be and jot it off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com. And if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a marvelous gift freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. So now with all our utensils in hand, let's get back to Sharon, who is going to tell us a little bit about how we all can make a meteoric rise in reputation and uh, perhaps even go up there and and compete against uh, the the very top consultants in uh, and, and recruiters in the industry like Sharon. <laughs> Sharon, there, uh, according to the Association of uh, Executive Surgeon Leadership Consultants, there's 8,000 people, 8,000 co- uh, consulting and recruiting firms with which you're competing. This is <laughs> I not, wouldn't be surprised. Not, yeah. <laughs> you may feel they're all going after the same candidate. So uh, one of the things, and you talked about reaching people, getting the top people. I know that one thing that sets you above these 8,000, you're not one of the smiling dial boys. You you don't go and and make vast cold calls. You try to create a relationship. So give us a hint on how you might create it. You tell us a story about, do you have someone that that was lofty, hard to get in touch with, but uh, here's how you got a hold of him? Well, I, I think I, I think Bart, one of the best assets that you have is um, 
I think that it's very important to really be true to yourself and to the person with whom you're trying to engage. A lot of times, you know, if you really believe in the person and you really want to help them and you'd like to get to know them, you really have to do your homework, get to know a little bit about the person from a personal level and not just, as you had mentioned, a smile and dial approach where you're just trying to reach somebody and that's a a quick way to have someone immediately disconnect from you. I think the key is to really learn about... Learn about your candidates, learn what makes them tick, what makes them happy, really engage them and really do your best by them to truly find the best, uh, you know, you know, profession, professional endeavor for them. And I think that's genuine and most effective way to have someone work with you. Well, perhaps then all of these marvelous events that you go to, I mean, I, uh, you said, oh, I, I, I'll meet you later right after I go to this fashion show or uh, you, you're <laughs> sitting there center court with lines. Is, is this, are these very events and activities that you go to, uh, is that a way that you, by inviting clients along, is that part of the way to get to know them? I think so. I think most of the, the top candidates that I know have, you know, they have a, a very strong ability to rain make. And due to that ability, they're always out. They're always engaging with their community. They are sitting right. on boards for philanthropic events. They are out there enjoying sports events with their clients. So I think, for me, the key is to be where the clients are. And if they are at fashion shows or uh, front side Knicks uh, seats, that's where I'd like to be. You have to really be where the action is. And I think that's the best way to get in front of the type of people with whom you want to engage. Okay, I I think that's it. You you are touching uh, personal uh, personal people personally in a non-business and a very personal setting where they live, uh, literally, and where they most want to be at that moment. So that's when they meet Sharon Mann. Is that sort of how it comes about? Yes, and when you're engaged with your community and engaged with others, that usually leads to warm introductions through your network, and that's really the most effective way to engage and gain trust uh, with the candidate that you are, quote-unquote, targeting for whatever search that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that, I know that you have a great deal of personal charm when uh, it, it's it's something you have, but you have been able <laughs> to, to do this for a long time. You started out as a lawyer, and yes. apparently when you, you started out, the, the, so that you've told me this marvelous story about that you could bring in more clients than you could handle the workforce, so you started spreading it around, and for some reason they got upset? Is, is that how it worked? <laughs> well, I, I think that um, I've, I've partnered with others that have had uh, strong professional relationships, and that's really helped uh, in in, in uh, gaining access to certain individuals where your network is everything. And when they trust you and they trust others with whom you are partnering, that really leads to the strong foundation to develop that professional bond. Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. And if you have just joined us, you're listening to The Art of the CEO radio show, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time streams magically through the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may visit, uh, download every episode by uh, just typing in blogtalkradio.com slash the art of the CEO. And if you'd like to find out a little bit more about all our guests, just visit theartoftheceo.com. And now, Sharon, uh, you also have built, uh, you have built 
platforms for yourself. You you recently were uh, were distinguished as a compassionate, giving community neighbor, getting in, in, engaged. Um, when you uh, were honored by Mount Sinai Hospital's Louis Armstrong Center for Music and Medicine, and this was at their What a Wonderful World Gala. Now, you helped yeah. set that up, didn't you? Well, I was very fortunate that I attended uh, the, the galas in the past, and I was aligned with a wonderful woman, Joanne Lowy, who spearheads all of the Louis Armstrong Center for Music and Medicine programs, events, uh, and she does a, a fabulous job. Um, and I worked with her to set up the charity to help out with some of the events, and you know, it turned into building blocks. One thing led to another, and then I had the just just great fortune of being honored this year uh, at their latest gala, along with, as you had mentioned, uh, Dionne Warwick, uh, Michael Lightman, Chief of Surgery of Mount Sinai Hospital. It's just such an honor to be included with such esteemed professionals. Five-time Grammy Award-winning Dionne Warwick, who is just one of my favorite musical icons. And, um, you know, they give so much back, but it's just such a pleasure. And being involved with that type of community service in Manhattan has really put me in touch with some, you know, just really charitable, strong, fabulous people. And it's just been such a, such a great way to give back to the community as well. Well, it sounds as if what you really do uh, is, is you don't just sort of flit across and attend events. You get involved, you roll your <laughs> sleeves up, and Absolutely. you are a giver. Right. And and I think this is something that uh we could take we could all take home. Sharon has just given us a timeless truth, so I would ask you all to take out your quill pens and jot this down, stick them in the inkwell and scribble that you have to give into the community to get something back out and, and that and part of what you will get back out is the marvelous people that you meet. If you are, if you become a giver, you will find yourself being surrounded by givers. And of course, my own personal opinion is that if you want to be somebody who escapes and and uh, all responsibility, then you can run to Dubai and you can be surrounded by scoundrels like yourself. But that's another. Uh, so uh, you're going to end up being surrounded by folks like you. <laughs> uh, Sharon, you have you seem to do this all with such aplomb and sincerity, and so I know this comes from somewhere. And so I would like to ask you, if you were to write a thank you note to your parents in the middle of your career, uh, your mom or your dad or both, what would you thank them for? What what did they give to you that uh, that you found was has particularly guided you and helped you? Well, but I've always been very lucky. I, I always joke that I've hit the genetic lottery when I had my pa- when I was you know when I when my parents when I had my parents because they're just such wonderful people. Um, my mom passed away seven years ago, uh, but she had instilled so much in me, as did my father, about the importance of giving back, and that you're not entitled to anything. Work hard, but most importantly, also give back. And my parents both lived by that motto. Uh, my father is very big in giving back to his college. He served in the military. He gives so generously to so many charities, as did my mom. And I just think that if you sincerely give back yourself without really looking for anything in return, but just, you know, we are, we're bestowed by so many professional blessings in life and really take the time to experience the gratitude to really realize how lucky we truly are. And I think that's coming from a good place, which sort of snowballs 
into other good fortune that can bring to you in your personal and professional life. So I think my parents really gave me that sense, and, and that's something I'd really like to thank them for. Well, I'm, and I think that's a wonderful sentiment, and it's something that uh, we can all take to heart, and I'm sure that they must be very, very proud because you are one of the most giving and caring people I know. And the thing I like most about what you said is that it's not a calculated quid pro quo. I think that we all have been to networking uh, events, and what I where what I see is people sticking their face in front of another face and saying, "I've got to do something that impresses this person to want to want to be with me and, and rub up against power." And it's really very sad, very often. And I and yet I look at you, and and uh, we were at uh, a marvelous event the other night for Leon Wilde's uh, new book and people just sort of came by and you would introduce one to another to another uh, as if you were doling out party invitations and and all the world was a stage and there is, will something come back to you? Perhaps, but per, uh, but in the same time you seem to be having a great time throughout it all, right? <laughs> yes, I think sometimes when you help other people, you're inadvertently helping yourself in a good way because, you know, it's, it's coming from the heart. It's genuine. Uh, you really have to, you know, really give back. And I think that's the key that sometimes people miss in networking events. They feel that there's an instant quid pro quo, and I've never believed that. I believe that if you just yeah. help people throughout your life, do it, you know, do it in a, in a good way, I believe that that will somehow come back. And you never know you know, someone that you might help think you're doing that much, but you never know who knows someone else that could help you and put in a good word for you. So people always think that they have to always, as you had mentioned, go to the big networking events and brush up against power, but you never know if the waitress down the street who you gave a nice smile to and a nice, nice tip, she might have a patron that comes in every day who's the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, and they have a great rapport, yeah. and she recommends you and speaks highly of you. So you just don't know in this world with whom you're, you're brushing shoulders. And you always have to be kind to everybody, whether you are, you know, at the bottom, you know, start of your profession, or if you're at the top, be kind. Oh, I think that's that's a wonderful lesson for us. And right now, I I, I thank you for saying that. And we're going to, I think it's time to sort of gently di- digest all that Sharon has been telling us. And so, why don't we take a pause with a brief survey and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. And that company is Prometheus Publishing, creator of among several other divisions, Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides. And we invite you to visit uh, their online store, bartsbooks.com. Browse, browse through the bookstores. It'll go through uh, and find such valuable business tools as Leadership Secrets of Hillary Clinton, uh, Behind Every Successful Woman is Herself, uh, The Membership Economy, uh, which is a fascinating tale, how our whole economy is changing. But while you're clicking your fingers there and repulsory, uh, pulsing aiding around with your, your dexterous thumbs. Don't forget to give yourself the gift of laughter, which you so richly deserve, my friend. Just click on that little blue mailbox that, that you see there, and alakazam, you will get a new quip, sly and unsubtle, uh, and a, as a wellspring of laughter, comes winging your, will come winging your way each week through the inestimably overloaded enigma of email. <laughs> And also, if you would like to get a little more involved with the Art of the CEO, 
many people have said they want to learn more about our guests. They want to uh, find out where they're presenting, where they're authoring next. You may want to find out what amazing event Sharon will be hosting on next. Just uh, we invite you to uh, take your agile fingers and uh, type out theartofthecEO.com, T-H-E-A-R-T-O-O-F-T-H-E-C-E-O.com, and uh, you can find all the shows and the profiles and the guests, and you can get to know them a little better. And if you personally would like to join in and get your message out on The Art of the CEO, uh, you may want to sponsor a quip or uh, – quote or perhaps even the whole show as some some do just limber up your dexterous fingers and click on advertise and you can find a good way to have some fun and profit out of your day and speaking of sheer fun and profit let's get back to sharon um now i know that when you um bring people together when uh, and you get someone and you've made the initial connection and you're trying to find out something that's a, a, a new plan for for this C-suite individual. What are the how do you go about uh, what what is the second step after you engage the person and you've perhaps t- uh, met them at at a charity that you're working on or you talk? What is the next step to taking them do you just rush them right off to to your client and say here they are uh what what's next <laughs> if only that would be so easy that would be great <laughs> it would <laughs> It'd be great uh, wouldn't it would like the process yes <laughs> I, well, come after, here boy after, <laughs> that would be great but i think you don't use lassos do that, you you don't use lassos do you <laughs> you, you don't rope them up and tie them and hog tie them deliver them rope them up and tie them up and send them off <laughs> Right. Yes. I, 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 I think the next step would probably be to do an extensive amount of due diligence and research and really find out not just the professional background, which is readily available about the candidate, um, just doing some deep research into perhaps what their interests might be, what charities they may be involved with, what really makes them tick. So that we could also see if they have those type of interests, why the firm that you're promoting to them might be of interest to them, not just professionally, but personally too. Mm. I noticed that I, I remember you saying that you had actually found things about uh, children, uh, children of candidates who needed better schools or they uh, wanted to live there. Is There's really nothing that you don't get into when you're dealing with a client that, that might be a potential beneficial offering, right? Oh, absolutely. By way of example, I had a client whose son had just graduated from uh, business school he wanted to network a bit. He was a young man, but just very affable, very nice guy, but just really didn't understand how to get out there and really sell himself. So I offered to take him to a few networking events, a couple of parties, a few charity events, and he really made some great connections. And, and of course, it made the client very happy that his son was out there. So, you know, I was glad to do it. I also made a good connection with the son, and I, I think it all worked out for everyone, which is what you want, a win-win for everyone. Yeah. yeah. Now, I I, it seems to me as if uh, we have become obsessed with quantity in our connections. We, we've got social media, which has, uh, you know, oh, look at me. I have 5,000 likes, you know, no customers, just likes. But, uh, you know, and, and when we're trying to find a job, we send out, I've just sent out 2,500 e, uh, e- email uh, letters to, to po- uh, possible employers, you know, and, and 
I think this, this sort of quantitative touch is something that we have to fight against, and you're trying to yeah. bring it down to a one-on-one more personal ideal, correct? Yeah, I, I think there's a there's a fine line between quantity and quality. I, I I really stick with quality because if you send out a billion emails trying to find a job and you're not really taking into account the jobs that you're looking to do and you're just just basically just flooding your name out there in the market without regard of how you're marketing yourself, I think that could be highly detrimental to your career, to your reputation, to your ability to really have some cachet with the type of work that you do. I think it's extremely important and this is what comes down to the due diligence and the research to really know who you're targeting. You have to treat yourself as very special. You have to treat yourself mm. as a hot commodity. And marketing yourself is the best way uh, that you can handle. You, you have to be your own, as you say, Bart, all the time. You have to be your own CEO. Right. How do you position yourself? How are you going to market yourself? And just flooding the market with your name really dilutes the quality of your overall candidacy. And I never, I, I never advise anyone to do that. And you well, can't really put personal touch on that. Yeah, yeah, I I agree yeah. with you. But so does this mean uh, that I don't use uh, social media at all? Social media is more intimate, but it's less personal. Uh, the so so do I not use social media, or is there a way I can can employ that and still keep your solid principles of individuality and uh, very careful pre- presentation? I think with social media, I think it's it's critical in this day and age to market yourself. And I think in social media, if it can be used as a way to tell a little bit about yourself that's personal, maybe some of your uh, endeavors, your travels, uh, maybe some charity events that you do, something maybe a little bit personal about your family, I think that's wonderful. But on the job front, I think reaching out to millions without really knowing why you're reaching out or what type of job you're applying for, just simply to get your name out there, you know, reeks of desperation, and that's never attractive to anyone on any level. <laughs> so, right. Yes. The two things that are, are ugliest in business is uh, our naked desperation and naked ambition. I think you should always cloak it in the love of hard work, but that's my own opinion. Um, well, then, so, so what would be, what would be, give us one definitely to do and one definitely not to do uh, on on the social media. If, if I am a uh, a young person, I, I'm an individual consultant and um, I'm or, or a recruiter, and I'm trying to get myself uh, known and out there. What's one good social media thing to do and one blunder to avoid? <laughs> I'll start with the blunder. Uh, first of all, as as uh, recruiters and consultants, we see what you do on social media. So keep it clean. Keep it uh, keep it uh, very. Um, uh, make sure that you're you're making you're monitoring what's going on your social media site. If you have that one cousin who puts uh, things that are not great on your social site, be sure to delete it. Uh, and the best thing that you can do is always present yourself in a positive way. Right. Okay. All right. That's that's really good. I think we're we're there, Sharon. Unfortunately, we're running around toward uh, toward the end. But um, I hope you'll be willing to come back and tell us a little bit more of some of the new stories and and some of not just the new honors, but some of the new clients that you're bringing around. So I I thank you very much, and uh, I hope you'll be willing to thank come you, back Bart. again. Absolutely. Okay, we will always talk. a pleasure to be with you, Bart. Thank you. Oh, it's 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 always great fun, and I've learned so much, and. So as we round out today's feast, uh, just to let you know, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's business quotation. Who is it who said, they say that time changes things, 
But you know, you actually have to change them yourself. And the hint as to, as to the that author was this artist knows just how much you can change with a batch of Campbell's soup cans. Now that should make it easy for you. And if you do know the author of that quote, scribble it down as you believe him or her to be and send it right off to info at bartsbooks.com to win an absolutely power-thrusting, career-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books Bookstore. And do tune in next week to The Art of the CEO as we're going to be bringing you, and you're going to love this. This is great. We have the master negotiator and the master of body language, Mr. Greg Williams, and he is going to describe the body language of our current and newly elected president. So, uh, and we will see what difference that made in... uh, in the victory of him or her. Uh, And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, technology provides brave folks the tools for living a richer life and allows fearful people a virtual way to escape uh, any event, doing having any adventure at all. And just a thought. So to all of you who have gleefully shared our feast, I hope you've enjoyed the Art of the CEO show as much as Sharon and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And finally, to you who have honored us with your time, may I say, as always, it has been a privilege. I thank you. <laughs>